Suicide Bombings Are Incredibly Hard to Pull Off, Thankfully, by Joshua Keating. This audio created exclusively for Slate Plus members. Monday morning, a man tried to explode what has been preliminarily described as a pipe bomb at the Port Authority bus terminal in New York City. The low-tech device, as Governor Andrew Cuomo described it, may have gone off prematurely. A second device he was carrying failed to detonate. The would-be bomber, identified as a Bangladeshi man, was injured and taken to the hospital. Three other people sustained non-life-threatening injuries, which may have been caused by stampeding rather than the explosion. If indeed this was an act of attempted terrorism, it would join a long line of failed suicide bombings, underlining how difficult it is to pull off this low-cost and potentially highly and potentially highly deadly method. Most famously, there was shoe bomber Richard Reed, whose attempt to bring down an airliner in 2001 was foiled when a flight attendant saw him struggling to light a fuse on his shoe. Underwear bomber Umar Farouk Abdul Muttalab similarly failed on board a flight in 2009. Abdul Muttalab's bomb was the handiwork of Ibrahim al-Asiri, a bomb maker for al-Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula whom U.S. intelligence officials described as a genius at bomb miniaturization, even though all of his most famous devices failed. Another of his more notable creations was the bomb inserted into the rectum of an AQAP member who tried to kill Saudi security chief Prince Mohammed bin Nayef in 2009. The bomber was killed, but the prince had only minor injuries. These bombings failed despite the fact that their perpetrators were trained by al-Qaeda and their operations were planned and coordinated by the group. Faisal Shahzad, who botched a non-suicide car bombing in Times Square in 2010, also had training. In recent years, at least outside conflict areas, these types of coordinated operations have been less common than lone wolf operations by individuals using information found online with little or no involvement from larger groups like al-Qaeda and ISIS. AQAP's propaganda magazine Inspire infamously told its readers in its first issue how easy it is to make a bomb in the kitchen of your mom. The Boston Marathon bombers, San Bernardino shooters, and 2016 Chelsea bomber all likely used the article's design, But it turns out not to be that easy for an amateur to build a powerful explosive that won't explode until you want it to. As the New York Times' Rukmini Kalamaki wrote in February, while a reliance on local amateurs has allowed the Islamic State to announce that it can stage terrorism around the world, it has also led to many failed attacks. To take a few examples from the last couple of years, there was the Syrian suicide bomber, whose device exploded prematurely outside a German music festival in July 2016, killing only himself. In August 2016, a would-be bomber's vest failed to detonate in a packed church in Jakarta, Indonesia, so he attacked the priest with an axe before he was restrained. The terrorist cell that carried out a series of attacks in Spain in August, including killing 13 people with a car on Barcelona's Las Ramblas, had initially planned to blow themselves up outside several popular tourist sites in Barcelona, which likely would have killed far more people. But that plan was foiled when their safe house in the town of Alcanar blew up, killing the group's ringleader. 
The difficulty of working with explosives may be one reason why attacks using vehicles or guns are becoming more common. If executed properly, these attacks can cause just as much damage with less risk of failure or malfunction. Of course, sometimes suicide bombings still work exactly as planned. In Paris in 2016, in Manchester in 2017, with horrifying regularity in countries like Somalia and Iraq. But as this morning shows, this method is thankfully not as easy as some would-be killers think it is.